Good morning and welcome to Trelawney Benefice for our Low Sunday service. My name is the Reverend Richard Allen and I'm the Rector of Trelawney. We're a group of seven parishes in southeast Cornwall. We're mainly rural and coastal. We'd like to take you out and about on location around some of our farms, on some of our beaches, to our school and to Schlerder Abbey. We hope you really enjoy worshipping God with us this morning. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Loving God, we have come to worship you. Help us to pray to you in faith, to sing your praise with gratitude, and to listen to your word with eagerness. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. of God. Love as Christ loved. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Put away all anger and bitterness, all slander and malice. So let us confess our sins to God, who forgives us in Christ. Lord God, we have sinned against you. We have done evil in your sight. We are sorry and repent. Have mercy on us 
according to your love. Wash away our wrongdoing and cleanse us from our sin. Renew a right spirit within us and restore us to the joy of your salvation through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the God of love and power forgive you and free you from your sins, heal and strengthen you by his spirit and raise you to new life in Christ our Lord. Amen. The Apostles Before the Council The officer and his men brought the apostles in and made them stand before the council. And the high priest questioned them. He said, We gave you strict orders not to teach in the name of this man, but see what you have done. You have spread your teaching all over Jerusalem, and you want to make us responsible for his death. Then Peter and the other apostles replied, We must obey God, not men. The God of our ancestors raised Jesus from death after you had killed him by nailing him to a cross. God raised him to his right-hand side as leader and saviour to give the people of Israel the opportunity to repent and have their sins forgiven. We are witnesses to these things, and we and the Holy Spirit, who is God's gift to those who obey him. When the members of the council heard this, they were so furious that they wanted to have the apostles put to death. But one of them, a Pharisee named Gamaliel, who was a teacher of the law and was highly respected by all the people, stood up in the council and he ordered the apostles to be taken out for a while.
Jesus appears to his disciples. It was a late Sunday evening and the disciples were gathered together behind locked doors because they were afraid of the Jewish authorities. Then Jesus came and stood among them. He said, Peace be with you. After saying this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples were filled with joy at seeing the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father sent me, so I send you. Then he breathed on them and said, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive people their sins, they are forgiven. If you do not forgive them, they are not forgiven. One of the twelve disciples, Thomas, called the twin, was not with them when Jesus came. So the other disciples told him, We've seen the Lord! Thomas said to them, Unless I see the scars of the nails in his hands, and put my finger on these scars, and my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, the disciples were together again indoors, and Thomas was with them. The doors were locked, but Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and look at my hands. Then stretch out your hand and put it in my side. Stop your doubting and believe. My Lord and my God. Do you believe because you see me? How happy are those who believe without seeing me? If you could meet any person from the past and ask just one question, who would you meet and what would you ask? When he was asked, Professor C.M. Job, then Professor of Philosophy at London University and a well-known agnostic answered, I would meet Jesus Christ and ask him the most important question in all the world. Did you or did you not rise from the dead? Either Jesus is alive now and we can know him or he is not and we cannot. What is the evidence that Jesus is alive? Firstly, the absence of Jesus from the tomb. Last week we saw Mary Magdalene and the other Mary go to the tomb and they found the stone rolled away. Women were not allowed to be witnesses in court in those days. If this had been invented by the early Christians, they would have never have chosen women to be the first witnesses. So the fact that John records the women's role gives the account an authentic ring. Secondly, the presence of Jesus with his disciples. The account records the fact that the disciples met with him. They spoke to him. Thomas doubted and wanted to see the nail marks and put his fingers where the marks were. Jesus later appeared to him so that he could put his finger into his hands. Reach out your hand and put it in my side. Stop doubting. Thirdly, the birth and growth of the Christian church. The disciples were utterly changed. When Jesus first appeared to them in our passage, they were in a room behind locked doors for fear of the Jews. When the Holy Spirit came on them, 
They became a group of world reachers. Churches were established in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and beyond. They continued the ministry of Jesus. People were delivered, healed and set free. And much of our Christian teaching is derived from the epistles, the letters wrote to the early churches. We need that same zeal today. When the news is good, you need to pass it on. I told everyone when Harriet, my wife, was expecting twins. Fourthly, the experience of Christians down the ages, the disciples, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary, were the first to an experience an encounter with the risen Jesus Christ. Since that day, countless millions of Christians have had the same experience. When my car was hit from the rear and overturned on the Severing Crossing, as we slid along on the roof, glass and stones flying in our faces, an incredible peace came upon us as we knew ultimately we were in his hands and we knew our eternity was assured. The angels moved swiftly that night as we ground to a halt on the hard shoulder. Despite our injuries, Jesus was clearly there. C.S. Lewis wrote, a Christian believes in Jesus, not because he finds him by laboratory methods, but by actual contact with him. A Christian is something like the electric eel, which knows more about electricity than all the electrical engineers put together. It was on this basis of all this evidence that Professor Jode came to faith in Jesus Christ in his last years of his life. His final book, in which he outlined his newfound faith, was called Recovery of Belief. As we close, dwell on these facts. You can be sure about the past. God raised Jesus from the dead. You can therefore be sure that the cross was effective and forgiveness is possible. You can be sure about the future. You can be sure that if you put your faith in Christ, one day you too will rise from the dead just as he did. You can be sure about the present. You can be sure that Jesus is alive today. He's near you right now. You can hear him speak through the Bible and through prayer. We hope you enjoy too our children from Plint School enjoying now their Easter egg hunt. Thank you.
Let us declare our faith in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures. He was buried. He was raised to life on the third day in accordance with the scriptures. Afterwards, he appeared to his followers and to all the apostles. This we have received and this we believe. Amen. Welcome to Schlerder Abbey for our prayers. This used to be a Carmelite monastery, but now it's used by a wonderful Anglican Catholic organisation who have a real ministry of prayer. Let us pray. Our Lord Jesus Christ, risen from the dead, we praise you for changed lives and new hopes at Easter. You came to Mary in the garden and turned her tears into joy. We praise and thank you that you've changed many of our lives for the good. For your love and mercy, we give you thanks. You came to the disciples in the upper room and turn their fear into courage. We pray today for all those who are feeling fearful in any way, that they may know that when the waters pass over them, you will be with them. For your love and mercy, we give you thanks. You came to the disciples by the lakeside and turned failure into faith. We pray today for all who feel as though they have failed or feel they are a failure, that they might know that through faith in you, you can turn their situation fully around. For your love and mercy, we give you thanks. You came to the disciples on the Emmaus Road and turned their despair into hope. We pray today for all who feel despair, that they might put their hope in you and feel your hope and joy in their lives. For your love and mercy, we give you thanks. You come to your people now and you turn our weakness into triumph. 
for your love and mercy, we give you thanks. Amen. The Collect for the Second Sunday of Easter. Almighty Father, you have given your only Son to die for our sins and to rise again for our justification. Grant us so to put away the leaven of malice and wickedness that we may always serve you in pureness of living and truth. Through the merits of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Welcome to a shelter made from a shelterbox kit down here in Truro. Many of these have been taken out now to help the refugees from Ukraine. I'd like to pray a special prayer for the people of Ukraine. God of peace and justice, we pray for the people of Ukraine today. We pray for peace and the laying down of weapons. We pray for those who fear for tomorrow, that your spirit of comfort would draw near to them. We pray for those with power over war or peace, for wisdom, discernment and compassion to guide their decisions. Above all, we pray for all your precious children at risk and in fear that you would hold and protect them. We pray in the name of Jesus, the Prince of Peace. Amen. So welcome to Shelterbox, a wonderful um, Cornish charity. And I'd like to introduce you to Tim Law, who's recently been out in Poland helping with the Ukrainian refugees Tim, tell us some of your experiences while you've been out in Poland. Well, thanks, Richard. I was there for two weeks. I was one of the first two people from Shelterbox to deploy. Um, what we were doing out there was really scoping the potential for a project that could help those terribly afflicted people who've had to leave their homes in Ukraine, some of whom have been able to get into Poland. Those probably are the lucky ones, to be honest, because the majority of them have had to stay in Ukraine where there is still a, a, an appalling conflict being um, fought. So I think in, in a sense, we were out there to try to scope exactly what it was that was needed for the people that we could see were obviously in suffering. And ultimately, um, our findings were really that we probably wanted to do a little bit more for the people who were stuck in Ukraine than those people that were able to access the services that the West was able to provide in places like Poland, Moldova, Czech Republic, um, Slovakia, all of those countries either neighbouring or, or nearby. So um, we came up with three really great projects and we've been really lucky with the amount of support that we've got, the donations that we've got from the general public and also the assistance that we've got from corporate donors. So. Um, our first project was to um, create a um, program of assistance for people setting up um, refugee handling centres in Ukraine, in Lviv. Um, that is already in progress. We're delivering mattresses to those places, which is really great. They're the reception centres for the displaced people. Um, the second project was um, really geared towards um, getting things to shelter materials out to places that have been really badly ravaged by the um, conflict 
in Ukraine. So we're talking about some of the worst affected places. Of course, that's much more dangerous. Uh, we're working with partners, um, one of which is, is, a, is a partner that we've worked with in Syria before. And then there are local partners as well. And then the final project is actually likely to be taking place in Moldova, which, as you're aware, is a neighboring country. Moldova is interesting because, of course, it's the one neighboring country to the West that's neither a member of the EU or NATO. So it has challenges of its own, um, not least because it has a separatist province that has Russian forces present. So, you know, there are a whole load of complications. Uh, we're looking to put a third program in there to support the government in helping uh, the refugee issues in that country. Tim, thank you for that update. It's really, really exciting and wonderful that the work Shelterbox are doing for the refugees. We really, really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, we appreciate your support. Thank you very much.
special Cornish blessing. May the wind be always at your back. May the sun shine down upon your face and the rains fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. Well, it's a goodbye from Trelawney Benefice. We really do hope that you've enjoyed worshipping with us again today. God bless you all.